Thanks so much, Terry. Good evening. How are we all doing? Uh, we're going we're gonna to jump straight into God's Word. Um, I'm really excited uh, for what I feel God um, may have given me for this evening and uh, just really excited um, that it's, it's a real privilege to, to speak on Connect Group Sunday because uh, right at the core of the Church of St. John's is Connect Group, right at the core are Connect Groups. Um, so if you have your um, Bibles or maybe you've got a Bible app or maybe you just know the Bible off the top of your head, um, turn to Acts chapter 2, Acts chapter 2 in the New Testament and we're going to start at verse 42. Um, this evening um, is, is going to be hopefully a, a, a simple message on how we, when we belong, when we are connected, when we belong, we are included and when we belong, we're invested. We're included and we're invested. So if you are there, Acts 2, starting at verse 42. All the believers devoted themselves to the apostles' teaching and to the fellowship and to the sharing in meals, including the Lord's Supper, and to prayer. A deep sense of awe came over them all, and the apostles performed many miraculous signs and wonders. And all the believers met together in one place and shared everything that they had. They sold their property and possessions and shared the money with those in need. They worshipped together at the temple each day, met in homes for the Lord's Supper, and shared their meals with great joy and generosity, all the while praising God and enjoying the goodwill of all the people. And each day the Lord added to their fellowship those who were being saved. So it's Connect Group Sunday, and uh, this evening really excited to speak on this topic of belonging, because right at the center of the message, the good news of the Bible, the good news of Christianity, the good news of Jesus Christ, is this core theme of connection, this core theme of belonging. And um, if we open the Bible right on the first page at Genesis, we read this account of creation. And what I love is here, right at the beginning, is the beginning of connection. We have the triune God, the Trinity, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit in perfect relationship, perfect connection. Almost, if you like, there's this phrase, perichrosis, to dance around one another. In perfect relationship, God is connected but not out of boredom and certainly not out of loneliness, but purely out of God's nature of wanting to connect and create. He makes us. He makes us and he connects with us in his love and his beauty. But for some of us, we may know uh, the first people of God, Adam and Eve, get it a little bit wrong. Uh, they take the forbidden fruit, which we now call sin, and the connection with God, the relationship with God is broken. And so we enter into the Bible, we enter into the Old Testament, and God makes this promise and he makes this plan to reconnect his people back to himself again. He wants that relationship again. And he chooses the people of Israel to be his chosen people. They call it his royal priesthood, his set-apart people, to reconnect again. And God, in his perfect promise and perfect plan, gives himself, his one and only son, Jesus, who dies on a cross, is beaten and mocked and ridiculed. He is hung on a cross and he dies for every single one of us 
so that the connection is established again between us, his people, and God. Jesus then is risen from the dead and ascends to heaven. And more than that, God gives us the gift of his Holy Spirit, his presence with us, living in us and through us. And at Pentecost, the Holy Spirit comes and God's people are chosen in connection again. And so we read in 1 Peter towards the end, I've just pretty much done connection throughout the whole Bible. We get to 1 Peter and Peter writes and he says, we are now his chosen royal priesthood. The connection was broken, but we through Jesus Christ are connected again through him. And so, as I said, I have uh, two eyes to encourage us this evening as we think about Connect Group Sunday and how do we connect with each other and how do we connect with God. You are included and we need to be invested. Because it says when we connect with Jesus through the death on the cross, when we accept Jesus into our life, when we accept what he's done, that we actually have been disconnected with God and we're invited to reconnect with him. It says that we become children of God. This connection is not one of a heavenly taskmaster or a heavenly force. It's one of a father and child relationship. It's one of love. It's one of generosity. It's one of sharing with one another. It's one of communicating and connecting. God has included us into that invitation. And the important thing to know this evening, guys, is that there is no qualification to connect with God. And there is no qualification to enter into one of our connect groups. As you'll see, um, Jerry pointed them out across the, the church. We've got some white sheets with a load of connect groups that are running here at St. John's. And it's an opportunity, I think, at the end where you'll get to um, explore them and see what's happening and what's going on. But again, just to encourage you, there is no qualification to enter into any of these connect groups. You simply come as you are. Invited to belong to this community. Because I think for a lot of people, church is so fixated on religion rather than relationship. So let's think of it this way. Religion says that you need to behave in order to believe so that you then belong. So you need to behave, you need to reach a certain expectation. The bar has been set. You need to perform certain things. You need to make sure you pray at least 15 times a day. You need to make sure you read your Bible all the time. The expectation has been set that you have to behave a certain way in order then that you can believe. There are rules and regulations that we need to follow in order to have that connection again, in order to then believe. And when we then behave and believe, that is when we then can belong to community. That's religion, but relationship. Jesus offers us an alternative here. He offers us a relationship, a connection that switches it around. He says, simply come as you are and belong. You are invited, you are included, you are welcome here. Whatever circumstance you're going through, whatever season you're going through, whatever you're thinking, whatever you're feeling, God says you are included and you belong here. And when you belong, then you can come and you can believe. As our behaviours change, our thought patterns change, we know whose we are when we know whose we are. We know who we are when we know whose we are. When we know we are children 
of the God that loves us and wants to be with us and live in front of us. You are included. Because there's a difference, and I've noticed this so much, particularly in our, in our young people, uh, being a youth worker for the last few years, there's a difference between belonging and fitting in. So fitting in says you're accepted when you act like someone else. And I'm sure for some of us, I know this certainly was my case when I first joined the church at 19, I felt like I had to act a certain way or be a certain person in order to be accepted into the church. But belonging says you are accepted simply for being who you are. Come as you are. Um, A few weeks ago, uh, I don't often get to do this, but I went to the cinema and uh, I went and saw the new Christopher Robin film. Has anyone, has anyone seen the new Christopher Robin film? Uh, if you haven't, take the tissues. I cried like 90% of the way through. If you don't know what it is, it's uh, yet another film about the Winnie the Pooh story. Um, I'm sure most of us will know the story of Winnie the Pooh and all of his mates. But there is, there is one character in the Winnie the Pooh story that I adore, and that is Eeyore, the depressed donkey. Uh, he, he is moody, he is miserable, but yet within that, um, out comes this like pure gold and wisdom every now and then, but he's just there, depressed, depressed donkey eel. But I read this the other day and it just blew me away. Everyone knows that Eeyore is chronically depressed, but yet he belongs and still is included in the adventures with his friends. They never expect him to pretend or change to fit in. They love him anyway. They never leave him. He always belongs. You are included. Whether you're maybe feeling a bit like Eeyore this evening, maybe you've come this evening with with a season of heaviness where you need to experience comfort, you need to experience joy and peace and love. Jesus says you don't need to fit in. You don't have to act and behave a certain way. Simply, you are included and you belong. And Jesus says, then, when you come as you are, I'm going to take you on an amazing adventure with my friends. You are invited, whoever you are, wherever you are, you are included. But the beauty about Jesus is it doesn't end there. We belong in this passage. You are invited and you are included. But the expectation is then when you invest, you experience transformation. When you are invested in, Jesus will start to make a difference in your adventure. I love in uh, this passage that we're reading from Acts 2, the community of believers. It comes straight after this moment where Pentecost happened, where God pours out his Holy Spirit in power. The Holy Spirit comes and fills his people. All the believers in that room are filled with his Holy Spirit. And the first result of that is salvation. When the Holy Spirit moves, expect people to just fall in love with Jesus. When the Holy Spirit comes and fills your life and you see your lives change, the way that you speak, the way that you act, the way that you draw yourself, expect to see salvation. More and more people are going to come towards you. More and more people are going to come and see the attractiveness of Jesus Christ. But the second result of Pentecost, when the Holy Spirit moves, is community. Pentecost happens, the Holy Spirit comes, and the second result we read in Acts 2, community is formed. The believers, all the believers, all are included, it says. 
gather together. They meet together. They eat together. They share with one another. They sell their possessions to, to invest generously and joyfully with their friends. And it says that more and more people come to join the attractiveness of that community. But the implication is that we need to eat food together. We need to commit ourselves in. We need to take the risk. Um, myself and uh, I, my wife, uh, Louise, um, started a connect group um, just before Easter. And it's been a real privilege over the last few months to get to know. There's been around 12 of us that we've meeting in our homes and having dinner together. And I'm going to let you into a, a little connect group secret. Um, to begin with, if you've never been in a connect group, you've probably already seen like, oh my goodness, what's this going to look like if I join one? Um, the secret is, at first, it's super awkward <laughs> because you have to get to know people and you're like, I'm just going to be really blunt about it. To be honest. it it's a little bit weird at first because you, you don't know if you're going to connect with these people, you're going to have anything in common. But as you start to get to know each other and you share together and you belong together, you suddenly realize there's a common interest in the name that's Jesus Christ. There's an interest that no matter how far I am along that adventure, whether I'm healed, a chronically depressed donkey, or whether I'm scared piglet, I'm using a Winnie the Pooh analogy here, or whether you're Winnie the Pooh with all of your wisdom, wherever you are at, you are invited, or you're invited to invest, to be part of the community, to belong with one another, to share with one another. And we have had a, um, an amazing time. It's been a privilege to do it. And uh, I just want to share one story from our connect group over the last few months. We've been doing a little um, series called Life in the Spirit. How do we get filled with the Holy Spirit? How do we live life with God in his presence? Um, and we had one session where we were looking at the, um, the gifts, the spiritual gifts, the tongues, uh, which if you don't know what it is, is um, simply put, God gives us a heavenly prayer language that we can use to express the innermost depths of who we are. When there's not enough human words to speak out how we're feeling, God can give us a new language just to express it. A joy for four of the twelve to pray in that spiritual language for the first time. They are included, but then they invest. You are included, but the implication is then you invest. I'm going to finish um, with this. In Acts 2, the passage that we've just reading, um, the biblical model for this is quite a simple one. It's challenging, but it's simple, and it goes like this. Hopefully you'll remember this. You meet, you eat, you pray, repeat. You meet, you eat, you pray, repeat. If you're really uncertain about what Connect Group's going to look like, it's probably going to look like this. You meet, which might be a little bit awkward at first, but you're included. You meet, you eat. God's given me a bit of a rhythm here as well. Thanks, God. You eat together, whether that might just be a cookie or it might be a full-blown roast dinner. I'm not putting any pressures on your connect group leaders. It might be both. Normally, you pray together. You share with one another. That might need a little bit of vulnerability to say, yeah, I'm in this season, but I believe that God wants to be a part of this community. And then you meet. And you either meet together the following week or you start to invest in a WhatsApp group or you start to connect with people and meet together. But what I love is it's not just a challenge for connect groups. Actually, this is a biblical challenge that we can use in all aspects of our lives. Uh, at church on a Sunday, we meet. We might have a cup of coffee in the morning. We 
should pray together and we should believe. We can build a biblical model and habit where we come together in community, all in agreement and all in acceptance. But what does it look like when we take it to our schools or our unis or our workplaces? Uh, What if you're that person in the office where it gets to your half an hour lunch break and all you want to do is shut your laptop, take your ham sandwich and find a corner to like rock back and forth and you're hoping like Bob from down the, down the aisle is going to like come and say, oh, I've got this work for you. Like, I just want this space. I need my space, isolation. Actually, what if we say in our workplaces or in our universities or in our schools or in our families that the model is community? start to live by that model, what transformation is going to see? When there's a person in our office who is going through a season and they are struggling with something and you say to them, let's be in community, let's eat together and let's pray together. That might just be something and I pray for you to just touch your life. is to be invested and you have a place to put all aspects of our life.